Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is episode 260 of the Ask Gary V Show. And I'm super fired up. Linda, before I introduce you to everybody, yep. I was watching a 30 for 30. Which one was it? Mike and the Mad Dog. Oh, you made an appearance in that. I did. Yes, and I, yes the whole Mike Piazza, my favorite metal That's whole what time. it was. It was Got so it. perfect for me. You looked, you look, do you know you I look, look better 90s. now? You look yeah. better now than then. Yeah, You're I incredible. have big hair. Thank <laughs> you. Was. You're welcome. So if you don't know already, for the four people in the world that don't know, I'm here with Linda Cohn, who is, this is not a joke. I genuinely believe this is a legend. And I'm tough with throwing that around because I want to be a legend and so I don't like throwing it around so simply but I genuinely believe that and so Linda, please for the audience that's watching now that maybe hasn't been in sports culture which would then mean maybe they haven't seen you or you haven't hit their radar, why don't you spend one minute on who you are and then I've got some questions. I mean this is, before I apologize, I already cut you off before I started and this no is gonna get everybody super excited um, but the sushi dinner that you and I had. Fabulous two months ago is yeah. literally probably one of my favorite dinners of all time. Seriously? It was amazing. First of all, we were the only people in the restaurant. We owned it. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we did. Second, I was really amped up and brought some serious, deep sports knowledge, which I could tell through your eyes impressed you. It was amazing. And also, but the irony was, because you're all about taking pictures visually, they didn't let us roll any camera. I know. They kicked D-Rock, you got kicked out. Yeah. That was, the, that was actually it the was, best part. It, it's like never happens to you. No, it happens all I'm, the time. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Even that imposing figure that he is? Yeah, even with that. All right, Linda, <laughs> tell, tell everybody right, who you the are. The two cents, all right, here's yeah, the two three cents. cents. Three cents, okay. Legends get three cents. Okay, nobody has hosted more sports centers than me on Okay, ESPN. hold on, let's just say that one more time. All right, nobody, male or female, has hosted more sports centers on ESPN than me, Linda Cohen. <laughs> cool. All right? <laughs> And I don't, you know, who knew if that was the plan going in? I was just doing what I loved, which is loving sports. And as you know, having a passion for something and saying, what the hell? Let me just do this. So that's what I did. And I just got into the Hall of Fame. But here's the thing, Gary. Which Hall of Fame? The Broadcasters yeah, Hall of Fame? Yeah, the Broadcasters Hall of Sports Media so, Hall of Fame. So real quick, I need the, you, for you to answer And this. that was weird because I'm far from done, Gary. Well, I'm aware. I know how yeah, you roll. We haven't you, even yeah, started here. Yeah. Okay, but before you get to that part, now is the sports... Uh, uh, what is it? What's the official? The announcer? official. Do you it, not know? I don't know. Love. Google me. What there is it? it is. Thank you. National Sports Media Hall of Fame. Now, is this a bullshit Hall of Fame like we have in the Advertising Hall of Fame? So there's an Advertising Hall of Fame <laughs> in our world, and like people that are just getting started are getting in it. Like my no. friend Bonin's in it. No, he Bonin's amazing, but he's not ready to be in a Hall of Fame. Is this a real one yeah. or a bullshit one? Yeah. Sports writers, sportscasters. Vince Scully was one of the That's ones fine. I was in. Okay. Who's the weakest person in this <laughs> Hall of Fame? It's not about who the best person is. Right. It's about who the weak, you make sense, but is like, Craig Kilborn in it? No. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> no. so, I cannot, if you would have told Craig me Kilborn, you would have mentioned Craig Kilborn in my time yes, here yes, on the Gary Vee yes, show, yes. I would have been like, please no. <laughs> I, by the way, I loved his 18 minutes. Yeah. I mean, those were the best. Okay, yeah. so okay, I know this story, but I'm going to ask you to say it. Um, can I tell you my little story first? You can do anything. All right, because, you know, again, I when I go to a place and yes. your humble home, it's yes. amazing with all your amazing humans around me. Yes, there's a lot of them. Um, I, I can't come empty-handed, and Thank you. it was you know. So first of all, because yes. you know, uh, because I know how much you love 
tongue-in-cheek, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I hate the Penguins. I know. So I thought after they won their second straight Stanley yes. Cup where I was on the ice floor yes. celebrating Why'd you bring this? with Sidney Crosby because I like stirring the pot with you. Yeah, understood. So there it is. We'll leave so that. I'm going to take this. This, this will not be going on no, the wall. No, this will not be this going on the wall. This might be in the bathroom. No, no, in I've stall, got something. Correct? I'm going to take it. And oh, okay. Out real quick. Where's the cameras? Okay. <laughs> this is going to, I don't know if you're watching, one of my best friends in high school, Steve Nash. Ooh. Right, is a huge Penguins fan. When the Rangers lost the series, when Graves brought, broke his hand, yes, right? uh, that loss was the most devastating loss. I know they won in '94. What was that? '92, '93. They were '94, '92, '93. They were supposed to win the cup. Correct. That's the year. That was I the cr- year, and that was the right. year they lost to the Pens. That's right. That loss to the Pens. Besides, let's think of all-time moments when I cried in sports. All-time number, top, how let's long, do a sports center thing how here. How long, top yeah. 10, we gotta let's do, do a top, top 10. I don't know if I've got 10. 10. All right. By the way, let's make pretend Three. number six through 10 okay. is all jet games, random jet games. Well, but here are the top 10. I was 10s. just gonna say, there's no question, more than 10 losing, jet moments. Losing, <laughs> Linda, this could end real quick. I know. Uh, <laughs> no question, at number, I should probably go in order. I'm gonna go in order back. I apologize for breaking this, but I wanna get it right. The time I cried, the most, not even close, All time. in sports history was when the Jets lost to the Browns in the 86 playoff game. The Jets were winning by 10 points with, with four minutes left in the game and had the ball in Cleveland and somehow miraculously lost in double overtime. That was number one. Number two was when the Knicks lost game seven to no, the Rockets. 94. Correct, cried like a baby my senior year in high school, cried from 10.30 p.m. to four in the morning. When John Starks failed basically to show up in that one. That is correct. That crushed me. Number three. Yes. When macho man Randy Savage <laughs> lost the title to Hulk Hogan, even though by then I was mature enough to know that the writing was on the wall and he was gonna lose. And it's fake. The one per- then it was fake. Okay. There was 1% chance that he was going to win. He didn't and I cried for a good two, three hours. <laughs> Number four, when the Rangers lost to the Pens in that series, that was the Ranger team that I thought was gonna win the cup. That was the team, that was devastating to me. Yeah. I hate fucking Pittsburgh so much. Yeah, I know so much. Too. That's why I brought that. And then, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and then Number five. Number five. What do you think? Another jet moment? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yes. I've got so many, ran- I've got an amazing, is AJ around? AJ had a lump under his armpit when oh. he was three and oh. my parents and most doctors thought it was cancer. Oh, wow. The Jets lose a random regular season game to the uh, Packers uh, during this time. This yes. is early Favre. The Jets lose a devastating middle of the season game. I start crying my ass off. This is a reg, I'm 16, 17. It's a regular season football game. I am crying like your dog died. My mom has been watching me cry over Jet games for years. She looks me dead in the face and loses her mind angry. One of the few times she was truly, she's like, your brother is potentially, like, like I don't know what she said in Russian, but she was like, your brother's sick. Right. She already went there and she's like, and you haven't cried once and you're crying about this shit? And I was like, yep. And you're a teenager? Oh, I cry. So <laughs> actually, actually, thank you for saying that. You triggered, that's moving to number six. Okay. I have the official number five. In the Jets regular season <laughs> opener in 1999. Have we even talked postseason yet? <laughs> in the Jets regular season opener in oh, wait, 1998. Not in playoff games. You Go. might remember this. Yes. Linda, this is a very famous moment. Uh-oh. The Jets opening game in San Francisco 
They lose in overtime because Garrison Hurst had a 98-yard running play. Do you remember this? I'll tell you, former Niner great of the past. Yes. Garrison Hurst, he Nine, came and went. We went His to overtime. was against you. Went into overtime. <laughs> 98, the Jets kick the ball off to start overtime. Right. The, the ball bounces Game around over. weird. No, no, great news. The ball bounces weird, and the Niners have to start on the two. I'm dreaming of getting a safety to win the game. Right, perfect They hand the ball off to Garrison Hurst, and he runs it 98 yards for a touchdown. And you know, back then, that didn't happen. Back then? Do you know how many 98-yard rushing yards? Because now we've actually seen like 101-yard rushing, you know, back, you know, when they start in the end zone and they run. Listen, you're a genius. What do you think, 30, 40 all-time plays over 98 yards? Like, in overtime, Jets lose. I just left college. I was now in New York. I cry. Go in my car and stick with me here. Drive to Boston. Incredible. I was so devastated. Was it therapeutic? I, I want to see my girlfriend. That's oh, really the truth. So that was the therapeutic. Not, no, D Rock, not really the truth. You fell for it. I cried we all and did. was devastated. We all did. But I figured I'd go see my girlfriend because I knew I was going to work my ass off and well, never see her again. All right, which brings me to my second attempt. <laughs> yes, thank second you. attempt. So this at will a go gift. to Steve Nash, my high school friend. Okay. Not the Steve Nash who used to play for the Suns, no, who was an no, MVP. I'm not with him yet. Okay, all right. Yeah. We don't know what he's doing, but he's long retired. So there's other things, speaking of the Jets. So, you know, I got to credit my brother. Uh, I want to unwrap this. That's what I'm excited about. We thought, because, you know, obviously huge fans, love the wall, it's love the personality, it's all you, um, and it's great. And like, you know what? So we're like, let's get a custom-made bobblehead, right? Wait, yes, wait, keep I'm going to build this up only for him to be As me down. as the owner of the Jets. Okay. Yes. And something <laughs> happened along the way. I lost an eye. That was lost in translation. <laughs> um, and and you'll recognize the, the color. This is not good. <laughs> Apparently they're colorblind. What? And so it's Altoons number. So they. So basically, guys, this is like um, Pat Summerall because he wore number eighty-eight back Hold in the on. day for the New York Football a, Giants. Also, Akeem Nix. Okay, but this looks more. Now, first of all, does this even look like you? So I have bad news. So first of all, it's so they look, screwed it up. Do, it doesn't look like me because there's not enough gray hair. Number two. Guys, but I think they, this, got, they nailed the five o'clock shadow they that did. you have, Linda. Yeah, I like that, Linda. Yes, this is more of a Patriots jersey than a Giants jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so, that, right? Yeah, you guys know that, right? I I was trying to take the high road for yes. you. Keep it in New York. I'm not putting this. And um, obviously, over oh two. Neither item is making the shelf. Great news, though. Great news, though. You will, this now leads me to exactly how I wanted it to play out. Okay. You will be the first ever. Two time <laughs> guest, though I think we've actually done that with somebody before. Casey, maybe? I don't know. But That'd anyway, cool. Linda, you're coming back and All you right. guys will get another attempt <laughs> to bring me a gift. That sounds great. good. They're obviously, the reason why they screwed it up, they must have thought, who the heck would want to be the owner of the Jets? They must mean the Giants. I mean, I, I, you keep asking <laughs> questions, we'll keep answering. Thanks for coming on, Linda. Uh, Linda, Linda. I love you, Gary. You know that. I love Gary, you the most. Okay. Really, really, you're one of the. What, out of, it's really amazing how much I adore you and how excited I was for today. Linda, please. Now we've had a lot yeah. of fun, and I'm sure people listening are having a blast, but please do the part of this interview that's gonna matter the most. We're gonna get the yeah. questions soon. Facebook, please put in your phone number. We're gonna call in, we're gonna do a bunch. And honestly, I always, you know, I still think I'm probably gonna do a sports radio show. Weirdly oh. enough, I think there's a dark horse chance that Linda and I will do a sports radio show together it. and be number one in the country. But before we get into that, 
I want you to tell us your career from beginning to end, or at least beginning to Sports yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'll I'll play around the edges. Here's why. This I, is before. Uh, this I'm is extremely I'm motivational to me, and I rarely get motivated. This is incredibly powerful in my biggest thesis. You willed this into existence in an ungodly quick time. And it just, I feel like there's a lot of people watching me right now. I'm always, and listening, I'm always trying to get you to action. I know a lot of people are listening right now. Pull over, stop your treadmill. I mean this, I mean this. You need to listen to these next four minutes because this is the most valuable thing that's gonna happen in the show. From beginning to end, Linda, go. All right, thanks so much, Gary. Uh, Here's the deal. I live my dream, I'm still living it. Reason why, I grew up loving sports. I was a kid with low self-esteem. I wore thick glasses. I didn't feel good about myself. People laugh at that. I grew up on Long Island, middle-class family. What do I have to feel sorry for? But I didn't have anything to look forward to. Sports gave me that, gave me something to look forward to. Then I started playing hockey, street hockey. And ironically, I was a goalie. Why was I was a goalie? Because I felt comfortable being hidden. Okay, because I didn't feel good about myself. Finally got contact lenses, realized I was a damn good goalie. You know, I had tremendous eye-hand coordination, ironically, Gary, because I, I was it. so nearsighted. Yeah. But the contacts helped. And long story <laughs> short, it like- you contacts? I Contact lenses, right. So anyway, I was a kid. What got me back in the day, growing layers of tough skin to be able to handle the job that I do now and throughout the years, 30 years in the business at least, is the fact that I played hockey with boys that were seven and eight years old, ice hockey, when I was 14 years old, then I was 15. They didn't let me play with boys my age back in the day, but I still wanted to play. I wore the goalie mask, ponytail sticking out of the mask. Moms would whisper. I'd hear the moms. You know what they would say? What's that girl doing on the ice playing with my son? Playing hockey. I was just, I love hockey. Why can't I play hockey? And so that kind of helped me block out the noise. So anyway, as we fast forward, that was the reason, actually, That's to get the foundation. Tough. That was the foundation because I was always doing something that I loved, and I didn't know where it was going to lead. Yeah, I wanted it to lead to a NHL goalie job. I wanted to be in the NHL. That did was that not happening. Did that run through your mind? Did you it think, did. Did you think like that's first of all that's amazing? It did because it was my strength. You know, the feeling I got when I made a big save and I saved the game for my teammates. I wanted to be in that pressure situation. I lived for it because suddenly I meant something. Again. Kid with low self-esteem. Used to listen to depressing music. I mean, back in my day, it was John Denver and the Carpenters. <laughs> yeah. All right? You know, yeah. do we have to bring up Karen Carpenter here? You just Google her. sure do. I know. So, um, Shake's know, a huge fan. There it is. But it's depressing. So um, <laughs> it was a foundation. And so I couldn't be an NHL goalie. Okay, so what can I do? All right, I eventually played hockey with girls in college and majored in broadcasting. But then, this is what gets me excited when, forget when I finally met you, but when I knew about you before I finally got to meet you and we had that great dinner at Sushi Place, the thing is, it's like, God, I'm seeing myself because I knew I was a 24-7 girl. I worked seven days a week trying to get a break. I did radio, I did news on radio, I did local Long Island cable TV. Listen, I, I, listen, one, I wish D-Rock filmed our first dinner because I did an, un, I always listen, but through my talking, this dinner I did a lot of listening, so I really want you to go through it in detail. What is your first, so, you, so you're doing broadcasting in school. 
Yeah. The and agent in communication, yep. you know, you do what you do. Obviously, you get involved. Yep. You know, people know that now. Now it's so awesome. With social media, you can you can create your own persona. Of course. People will see you. Back in the, my day, you had to make a tape. You had to hope that news director or sports director so would how did see you get, it. So as you're in school, you think, I want to be a big time sports I, what? I didn't even say big time. I want a job where I can talk about sports because guess and what? And how rare was that I for women? I perk up when I and talk sports. And how rare sports. was that for women? It didn't exist. At that so time. Did you, could you look at anybody at that point or no? There was no role model. I had no role models for Zero. women in sports. Early 80s when I was doing radio uh, and news, I didn't get a break in sports until I worked for WCBS Radio 88 here in New York City. This was before WFAN. I'm aware. And then I got to do updates, sports updates with WFAN. They just had this Wait, big thing ahead, on Mike in the middle. I want everybody, I, I want everybody to hear this. What is the first job you get and how did you get it? Patchogue, Long Island, WALK Radio, 50,000 watt. I did news updates. And you know what happened? I volunteered to cover. You'll love this. I know, that's why I'm making I'm a diehard Ranger fan, duh. And <laughs> I volunteered to cover the hated New York Islander games at the Nassau Coliseum, an hour away, the Nassau Coliseum from, from Patchogue, Long Island, where I did news updates. I created the idea, I brought it to my news director, I said, listen, I will go with my little tape recorder and cover Islander games. I will file 45 second radio reports you can put in your little news updates for all to hear. Just pay for my gas. Pay 10 bucks for my gas there and back. You don't even have to pay me extra. What did that do, Gary? It opened up me, doors. Sure I networked, you networked and met other free. people. I worked for free to get with with my eyes wide open, not knowing, not knowing if there would be, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. Linda, one of my biggest, most angry things in the world is how many people don't like working for free yeah, because, I, and it's a very big internet culture thing, right? It's Eric's world. It's my buddies Freed and DHH. Like it's that it's that you should get paid, but it's completely not factoring in supply and demand. If there's a million people that want that thing and there's only eight th things to be done, you've got to factor that reality. Like I'm stunned, I mean DRock, like so much of my life, like it's unbelievable how much I believe in it if you want it, if you want it. By the way, you're in control. Just because somebody else is doing it, you don't have to. Right. But this thought that people that are working for free are ruining it for everybody else is not taking real life into consideration. Exactly. So you willed your way by doing that. Right, without... What years was that? This was uh, 1980, I want to say 83, 82, So they had just won four. all their cups? Yes, and then they, I think I jinxed them because they stopped winning. Right, so... They you, still beat the Rangers the on old, a regular but, basis. Correct, but, but you actually... Speaking of crying during Belinda, games. this is something that needs to be shared yeah. on social media. Quietly, I think that you actually jinxed... They won four Stanley Cups in right, a row. Right, right. You start covering them. Right. You're a real Rangers fan. Right. And they have not won a cup since. Uh, that's accurate. Correct. There is actually the curse of Linda Cohn on the Islanders. That's accurate and I'm loving Linda, the way this sounds. Deal. Wait a minute, this is like a t-shirt? This, this is like a meme? This is like this is the great. reverse of 1940? This is, this is, did we just break, this is, this could get really big in the hockey community. Can we confirm, because I'm a little worried right now that your first year might have even been a year after or actually when they won. I see you thinking. I am, because we're, we're gonna, the Edmonton Oilers won in 1984 when they finally uh, broke, broke the jinx. Yep. 
And I believe, I will double check, but I believe Brother, that is the accurate Linda, thing. We need to do some real homework here because here's why. If true, this can turn into a substantial meme in hockey culture. I believe intuitively here on episode 260 yeah. of the Ask Gary V Show, we have established sports' second biggest curse. Maybe third, because the goat for the Cubs. Let's make this yeah. third. Linda, I think there's a Linda go- Cone. I, I jinx think, I think there the is Islanders. a jinx. And I think that the Islanders will not win a Stanley Cup until you die. Can we die. double check? Well, right. When we, when we uh, and by the way, the curse can continue if somehow the Rangers can get John Tavares, who hasn't been signed to a long-term you, extension. That would be awesome. That would be the curse. Tyler gives me the heads up. We should double check while I'm still here and I'm still alive, thank you. Uh, regarding, <laughs> you caught that. I was trying to sneak the, that the by last year, the Islanders won the Stanley Cup. No, that I know. Oh, you nine, mean if it, that matches with yeah, you. I know that's the last time they won. Yeah. All right, Linda, you get the job doing these sports briefs. I want you to, I know we're, okay. we're just having too much fun. I like you I too know. much. I need this whole thing. Well, this is I need for you a radio to the, show. You need we, to go we, to Pacific we, Northwest. We have great, you have to go to Calgary Olympics. I didn't forget shit. I want them to hear this because I believe that everybody who's watching right now who wants to be a rapper, who wants to be a painter, who wants wants to be a startup founder. Your story is so important to me because of the couple of things you did and why you did them and how you did them in the face of your marriages. Your I need you to tell it the way you told it to me because it's it's going to help people. So you hustle and you get your gas paid for free. Right. You start to cover the Islanders. To cover the for Islanders. Years. Keep going. And I'm then try I, to shut up. And then I meet, you know, I meet important people. Again, not knowing that I was going to meet anybody, but what was I doing? I was just being myself, following my passion, covering hockey. And again, you knew I loved hockey because I was covering the team I hated the most and made me cry. Like the Jets have made you cry as it's been well documented just right now. So, but we the move reverse on. actually there. Actually, that would be me. Uh, covering the Patriots because yes. the, the Rangers and Jets oh, were making me cry. Right? It's the reverse. So that's a good point. you actually covered the Patriots, yes. which is insane fucking shit. That's a Keep good going. point. That's a very good point. Yeah, Although going. I've seen enough Ranger Islander games where the Ra- I've been in their dressing room and they're crying after Islander losses. No, I get it. Yeah, I, mean, um, I still hate pot band. That's right. Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> it's still sad. Um, so anyway, uh, I met the right people, and that's what you everyone has to Who? remember. Ed Ingalls, sports how? director for WCS. Him watching me handle myself, how I. Handle myself professionally, dealing because with players. Because always watching, right? Even and when, when you don't think they are, at, that's very great. Thank you for saying that's a very good point. And do you know, getting back, can I fast forward a little bit? Nope. That's one of the messages I always say because I'm very something I'm really no means into. No, no but something do I'm not, really yes. We established everybody's watching. I know. I need your story because we're not going to get to. Uh, okay. Literally, the whole podcast is going to okay. be done. We're just going to get to I the know. Calgary Olympics. Can I mean? Can we go? So, so okay. he's watching. First, first. By the way, all this led to me uh, being the first woman sports doing sports reports in New York on the radio. WCBS. Ed Ingalls hired me to do sports updates overnight that were repeated over and over and over again. This was before WFAN, all sports talk radio. Then WFAN hired me. Real quick, stop. Mm -hmm. How many years, so you're you're playing field hockey in college, right? Uh, No, no, ice ice hockey. hockey. Respect. Field hockey didn't last long, too boring. It was in high school. Respect. You're playing hockey, (laughs) you get this first job news, you want sports, so you go and hustle it. Right. They watch somebody, Ed sees you hustling right. and hires you to do the overnight thing. Right. How quickly did that all happen? That happened within, after one hockey season. Right, so about a year after your, like. Because one hockey season, then he's hiring me to, then he says, hey, you want to cover the Mets at Shea doing this? Hey, you want to cover the US Open for us? Yes, 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 yes. Hey, you want to do sports updates? So yes, within a year. And how, at this point, 
Are you feeling any flack for, this is what, 1984? Well, yeah, well, here's the thing, yeah, this is all in the mid-80s, and um, also I was on Sports Phone, which is a legendary thing where you used to do sports updates in a a room that was the size of a telephone booth. And people would pay. People would pay, gamblers would pay, (laughs) big time, because that's what it was, huge. Tyler's a degenerate and will probably be dead within a year. (laughs) All right, go ahead. (laughs) I mean, he just gambles, he gambles on anything. He gambled with D-Rock about how long this interview is actually gonna go. He's sick, he's a sick, there is Child, I don't expect him to be around much longer. No, well, I think is, I just hired Z today, new assistant. Z there is, is way too much death talk in this episode. I we must listen, end that. Okay, all right. Keep so going. we're on, so we do it. So seven days a week, seven days a week, seven days a week. While I'm at FAN, I said, and I was doing local cable TV. Couldn't do sports, wasn't allowed. What did I do? I baked cookies for the camera crew one afternoon so I can tape, put together a sports tape. I created my own sports tape for local Long Island TV so I could send it out to cities where I wanted to live, Gary. And one of those cities was Seattle, Washington. Why did you want to live in Seattle? Because in Calgary, when I went out there, I fell in love with Calgary. Because I was also one of my million of jobs that I worked seven days a week was ABC Radio, where I did sports update. And back in then, in the 1988, ABC had the rights to the Olympics. So Calgary was the Winter Olympics in 1988. I went out there, Fun fact, fell in Brian love. Leach and Brian Rick, Brian Leach and, and Mike, Mike Richter, Richter were on that 88 US team and later became Rangers and won the actual cup that the Rangers finally got. And that team in Calgary was an embarrassment. The Russians destroyed the shit finished out of them. Finished eighth. They didn't, the Russians let me repeat destroyed it. Right, them. finished eighth. Eight, didn't even win medal competition. Little did I know they would be winning the cup for my dream team. So um, yeah. So that's the whole Calgary thing. Who was and that awesome also, ranger that they traded when he was young to the Blackhawks? Amato? Oh, Tony Amato. And he was, was he but on that But that team was too? a big trade because but, that brought back Mike Garten. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think Mike Garner's a big, I think it was Mike Garten. Maybe not. He but came was from Amato Washington. Was Amato on that 88 Olympic team? Well, he just, might have been. Because his name just popped in my head. In my but head. I don't know because I only remember um, Richard Richter. Richard, I knew that. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's let's fast forward. Yes. So, so you go to Cal- I was at Calgary. So real, real quick. So I apologize said, to interrupt, but I, I have wanna, to. No, yeah. Linda, I have to because I'm. It's I your show. Yes, but I want to bring value to the audience because you took every. So Linda, I get a hundred fucking emails a day of people say I want to be a rap star. I want to be a country star. I want to be a YouTube star, and they don't work anywhere close to seven days a week. You're about to tell a story of how you got into the fucking Hall of Fame, whether legit or not, all on the back. It's legit. Okay, all on the back of working seven days a week. If you weren't in all the hustle you're doing, you're fucking driving to fucking Long Island. On top of everything, you do this ABC thing, which takes you to Calgary. Yep. Which makes you, what happens in Calgary? Well, I fall in love with Calgary and I go, wait a minute, I want to move to Canada. Remember, I love hockey, but that wasn't (laughs) logistic at that point in my life and realistic. So what is the equivalent? So I asked one of our producers who was working with me, I said, what's an American city that's most like Calgary? (laughs) She goes, why don't you come visit me in Seattle in July? Because again, I was there February, come visit me in July. You can drop off your tape, that's what you did back then, to news directors the CBS, the ABC, the NBC affiliate in Seattle. I apologize real quick. No, go ahead. You fuck faces want to become famous and win. And Linda had to wait from February to fucking July to drop off a tape, but you can DM fuckers on Instagram right now while you're listening. Linda, you have to understand, I'm pissed. People are crying that they can't make it. I hate And they can literally fucking DM people, yet you had to wait from fucking February to July to drop off a fucking tape. You get 100 emails, 
I get a hundred emails. I, I have people that I respond to. First of all, I love giving back. When if you ask me, I know I'm fast forwarding. I know you want my whole timeline, but I got to get this in because it's really important to me. Uh, all that shit never would have happened if I wasn't grateful and if I wasn't just living and doing what I really wanted, not worried about what happens if, like worrying about shit that may never ever happen. Just move forward. Just keep going. So anyway, it's important to me right now to give back because when I see qualities of myself, just like you, when you you go back and you do your little little people have little podcasts or little radio interviews that's what I try to do and that's what I accomplish because I see you do it and that means a lot to me and it means so much but then there are people out there that I think have such balls like they'll get my email address but I'll applaud them because then they're like hey Lind this is where it gets bad though there was this one woman got my email address all right true story great I'm ready to applaud I'm ready to reply back to her hey wow great looking to help what's your story then she says, hey, is it okay if I send you my resume so you can hand it to somebody? That turned me off, Gary. Because she thought you weren't big enough? Like important, like No, she, thought she, didn't want, she stopped doing the work. I see, she, she just was I giving, frown upon that. Because with giving with expectation. Right. I understand. Why don't you pick my brain? You have my attention. You're a I'm fucking will- Hall of Famer. Right, and it's legit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, so I, that's the yes, kind I of do. thing that's important. So when I when I do, which I love doing, and I've been doing it, speaking engagements, you know, keynote, doing things like that, I love the opportunity, just like you, to touch people. I and know I'm completely obsessed with you, Linda. I'm, I, but listen, but it's like mutual. But I know it sounds like a love fest here. I'm sorry, but it's truth. And the the other thing is, it's really true. So when I'm like traveling and stuff, I do. I'm like I, I'm looking at YouTube. I'm looking at seeing what kind of stuff I can steal from you, if that's okay. Full disclosure. I'm stealing from Gary V. I want everything stolen. That's why I'm putting it out. And it's free. Linda, Calgary, you fall in love. You go to Seattle, what's happening? Seattle, great. Uh, six months into the Seattle gig, ESPN calls me. That time I was married. My husband at that time said to me, I didn't drop my job. Not that it was a high paying job in his part. <laughs> he goes, I didn't drop my job, move 3,000 miles only to move all the way back within six months. We're staying. And guess what? Of all the things that was a positive That was good advice, because I was able, listen to this, hone my skills. I had a chance to then cover the Mariners, the Seahawks, you know, all the packed, uh, you know, at that time, obviously, Washington Huskies, the Sonics were there. Really hone my skills. And also, I stopped. I had a kid. I had my daughter, Sammy, who you're going to meet. I had my daughter, Sammy, there, and I kind of like, not slowed down, not slowed down. How old were you at this this point? At that point, uh, 30. Oh, really? So okay, I, so this got yeah. stretched out. Okay. So it did. And that's and for people that are watching, listening, and all that, Gary, there's always hope. It doesn't matter what age you're what at. What year was that, Lynn? This was 19... Uh, I went out to Seattle in October of 89. And, they, um, and by 90, and they by were, 92, ESPN I was in, wants you. Ju- right. But by 90, they wanted me, but I had to turn and them nine, down. Oh, my God. And then I had to say, listen, How hard if they was want that? me... It was tough. It was at tough. at that point, ESPN was... In, like clearly yeah. on its way. Yeah, totally on its My way. My whole life was about Sports right. Center 1990. 1990. Can you? Everything. I mean, that's pre-internet. It's everything. Well, you guys weren't even born. Yeah, yet. these fuckers. These guys but, you know, and, and you, you were a baby. I was 15 <laughs> and focused. Right. And so, wait, you weren't. We, we've established you were 15 and crying over the Jets. Yeah, 1990. I did a lot of crying. Yeah, okay, good. You know, and so. Oh, so anyway, yeah. So, um, so I just figured, and after some basic some therapy and slowing down <laughs> my life a little and having the you know, balance, but still having that urge to accomplish and keep going next level and be better. 
I had a child. It was great. And then they called again two, two years late. So my contract in Seattle was three years. They called two and a half years in. So Seattle let who me called? leave the contract early. The bosses, um, you know, uh, Al Jaffe, who was the talent guy at ESPN. And he called again, flew me out to Bristol again. And then we talked and said they wanted to hire me. And they wanted to hire me to host Sports Center and also be a reporter. And it turned out it was more Sports Center they wanted me. And then to this day, the people there in and around, I'm still highlights are the thing that I do well. Why? Because I've always, because I played the games. You know what I'm saying? And I get it and I get it from an athlete's point of view. I wasn't there to make people cry and win Emmys. Do you understand, yes. Gary? And there's yes. so many people in our business that that's all they care about. And that was never it for me because I just loved having this to me, it was a, it was a, it was a high. It was a legal high. It was that roller coaster that I so love being a fan, and I'll never forget being a fan. And I'm always a fan first to this day. And getting back to your earlier point, you always make believe someone is watching you for the very first time because people always say, "How do you keep this going? How do you stay fresh? How does it still mean something the to you?" The good news is when you're doing something as big as that. You are getting people seeing you for the first time. It's yes, not including athletes, and that was the great opportunity because then athletes can see that I'm not a fraud, mm -hmm. that I really did love sports. Well, the hockey guys must obsess over you. It's such a small culture of people right. that actually know hockey. They push. They know that that's true. I mean, they definitely. It's definitely. Now, is that the there. best? Like, is it the best when you go it's to the why, garden? I mean, yeah, the garden's right it's great. The garden, but even yet. anywhere. Yeah. Like, do you see it? I, Take a yeah. good look. <laughs> Yeah, this can, is why my office. When is can here. I work here? Well, anytime you All right, good. Right, right now, we'll work it out. I'm telling you. I mean, just for this. You're fired. I know. And so, <laughs> and so, Linda. Now I'm gonna veer it before we get into the question. Yeah. Because I can't stop talking to you. Nineteen. So when do you go to Sports Center? 1992, 1992 July right. ninety two. Just celebrated so, twenty five years. July first. Right. So like, amazing. Congratulations. Thank that you. That is like the golden era for a lot of people. Yes. Of, of personalities, Keith. And Dan yeah. and like Stuart, like 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 that's when all of you guys yeah. were making up all sorts of words just to top each other. Like, that is like the golden era of Sports Center. But that it, was when it was a cultural phenomenon. That's so true. So you walk in and what happens? First day you walk in, give me a even give before me two first good day. Even before first day. Take it away. Uh, still in Seattle, moving. Uh, I called my friend who was working there, Gary Miller. Okay, Gary, great broadcaster great. back in the day. Matter of fact, great Gary Miller story, and it's timely. Uh, OJ, Bronco ride. Gary and I were scheduled to do the 11 p.m. Eastern Sports Center on that amazing night where we all thought he was going to blow his brains out in 1994. Yep. Of course, the Knicks and Rockets were playing. There. I was literally right yeah, there. Right there, right? I so, got a story about yeah, that. Yeah, so, ahead. okay, so um, that's what Gary, uh, but that's fast forward. That was 1994, Gary Miller. Oh, you're not done. I'm Wait, super into this. Okay, so all right. So anyway, before I even go there, so I go get. I talk to Gary. He says, "Linda, I just got to warn you. You know, not warning, but you know, um, he was buddies with Dan Patrick. I said, can I talk to Dan about me coming there? You know, and Dan, as you mentioned, staple with Keith Olbermann, the big show. The big right? show. I'll never forget what Dan said to me. You know, he said, do you realize, and he may have said it tongue in cheek, because you know, Dan Patrick's a funny guy. Yes. And he said to me, he goes, do you realize every woman before you has basically failed here? I mean, talk about rolling out the red carpet. Yeah. And so imagine that, you know, here the you are. The best part you know, about that story is that's a hell of a lot better than Keith did. Yeah, well, <laughs> Keith, right. You know, and, 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 and I love KO, and he's something special, and he's he unique. Sure is. You know, he's a piece of work. Yep. 
But, so how did that how did that go with you? Like that you was said great, that? but I you go through a phase, and I think a lot of you know the people. Did that you follow say to Dan? You, Dan, fuck you! I played hockey with seven year old boys. See, I wish I did. See, that's where the little girl comes sure, out, sure. and that's part of my message when I speak to people, and I speak guys and gals because there's a lot of self esteem issues, and I still fight it to this day, Gary, fighting that little girl and giving that little girl inside me a hug because I never the, got the, the hugs. But the chip is good. It's an engine. Yeah, you that's true. You want to give it a hug. Listen, I'll give you another you're, story. You, know, you want another story? Your gift. Yeah. Well, that's true. It keeps us going. 100%. It's, if I didn't have Those that. Those kids that made me drink piss out of a Pepsi uh, cup story? in Dover, New Jersey, when I was four, I'm basically <laughs> going to build an empire just to stick it down their fucking throat. I'll tell you some something ironic. <laughs> One of my colleagues still works at ESPN, Neil Everett. Okay, right, Neil, great guy, right? When I was going through one of those moments where I wasn't feeling confident in myself, and we all get it. Yeah, of course. He said to me, do you know who you are? I go, who am I? He goes, you're, he goes, he goes, Catwoman, actually, if I had a choice. He goes, um, you're LFC. And I go, LFC? You're Linda fucking Cone. And then one day I was visiting my brother, Dr. Howard Cone in Orange County, where- The doctor's he, in the building. Yeah. His company, 7.2, is in a building. We were outside. We were chatting. I looked up at the top of his building. What did it say? LFC. I love that. I love it that so It was crazy, much. man. So what happened? So give me, give me one story. First of all, the OJ story. You guys were supposed to do the 11 yeah. p.m. Yeah, so doing the 11. Obviously, it's going on earlier in the day at yes. West Coast, but right. we still had to- the Knicks to, game was late. We, it was already right, set, right? Right, but they, we, ESPN was having the ABC news feed. So you didn't get any sports on ESPN they at the time. The feed, they took, took over, over the, the feed. They took over the feed, and we just all, everybody, everybody together, let's watch OJ, and he's going to blow his head off. Yeah, you know, and that's crazy. what we all thought. It was and crazy. I'll never forget, we're, me and Gary, here's the monitors in the desk, yes, and we're just like this the whole damn time, and we had to stay put. When did it end? When did he pull into the? When did that? I want to say it was like one thirty a.m. Eastern time, somewhere Jesus. around that. You know, don't quote me. Sure, but it was in the wee hours. So you guys of the morning. didn't have a sports center. No, we didn't have a sports center. They kept that news feed yeah, going. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I mean, it was, I, I'm not going to, All right, Andy, let's know. get some phone calls. Yeah, please do. For <sighs> show. Oh, you're just By the, the way, best. nice view. It's pretty Two rad, months right? till hockey season. Keep you excited? Going, <laughs> 20 minutes latest. Understood, Tyler. Thanks for ruining Tyler. the show. <laughs> Debbie Downer. The reason Tyler <laughs> brought that up, a little behind the scenes, the reason we've been debating that I cut off guests is when I know that I have other meetings behind it. Oh. I'm trying to fit it in, and when I when I have nothing behind it, I don't. So that was actually a great job by Tyler, because oh. he's right, he can feel me. I'd already started feeling a little pressure. Good well job, done. Tyler. Well done. John Scott from St. Louis. Hello? John, this is Gary Vee. You're on the Ask Gary Vee Show with the legend, Linda Cohn. Hi, John. That is, that is awesome. Hey, guys, how are you? Great, what's your question? So uh, myself, along with a group of investors, recently bought the International Racquetball Tour, and we are trying to create or, or find ways to create uh, national media exposure and thought, who better to get advice from than you guys? That is a very good point. Yeah. First of all, is racquetball still a sport? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was big. I played. <laughs> you know, there are so many different uh uh, definitions of racquetball of what it used to be. Uh, same with handball. Hey, you know, Linda, there are different. Hey, Linda, yes. You know what you just did? <laughs> what? You just basically turned into Dan Patrick. 
You literally just did to this lovely man from St. Louis exactly what Dan Patrick did to you. I know. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue, John. Racquetball is going to be the biggest sport in America in 2037 if you make a deal with Snapchat as an OTT play and you develop stars the way Sonny Warblin created Joe Namath. The key for sports is distribution and star making. So the advice I give you is you need to look at Facebook, Netflix, Amazon, and those players as your OTT, not ESPN, not ABC, and, and that conglomerate Disney or, or CBS or NBC, because they're going to be looking at it differently, and they're going to make you pay to even be on there, because that's what they do with small things, and I think then you've got to find the most handsome or beautiful racquetball player with charisma in the world, and make them a social media star, and now you've got a prayer to have something. Speaking, of, but here's the thing, we love goofy things, and we put it on top 10, we put on the cornhole yes. championship. Yes. Okay. And I'm like, as I'm reading this in the top 10, I'm like, what the hell did I just read? What does it all mean? But this could, that's the kind of thing, exactly what you said, getting a pretty person or something goofy and crazy to get exposure. Scott, it's star making and distribution in a modern way. The same way that ESPN had to start off with bullfighting and and, and darts. Is his name John or Scott? Is it John? I keep calling him Scott, right? There's a John yeah, Scott who yeah. used to play in the John, NHL. John, can you change not your name the, to Scott? Not the same one. Okay. John, I think, I think you guys probably know that's the move, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, we've got, we've got to take this opportunity that we have. You know, we've got some very marketable stars out there. Right. And believe it or not, we have over 100 events a year. I believe uh, it. With prize purses of $60,000 and more. And so I believe these it. Events, but trying to get out of that box has proven difficult from the past owners. And now that we have a group of investors that are willing to spend the money and, and figure this out, we're very motivated my man, to my take man, this to where it used to be. My man, you are the poker tournaments pre-ESPN coverage. The problem is ESPN's not the place you should do that now with. You need to figure out basically the same model for the new environment of consumption. I like that. I appreciate that. So you need to really think about what OTT means. Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter are the preview. There are going to be so many places. Content has never been in a better place. You need to cold Mm. email Bleacher Report and Barstool and ESPN. So and good. Like you have to find distribution because I, if you gave me the New York Jets right now, if you said, hey, I'm John Scott, like Genie from the future, and if you can name one racquetball player, one, I will give you the New York Jets, I would lose. <laughs> I cannot name one racquetball player. Nor can I. And wow. Linda Cohn is a Hall of Famer. Legit. <laughs> Legit. So that's it, man. Distribution. Good luck, my man. Thank you very much for the You're advice. Guys, it's all distribution. It's all about distribution. It's about getting awareness. And then it's having the right product for the new medium. I would argue in a 360 camera world, racquetball might be in the best place it's ever been. Because if you think about the dynamics of that sport, much like American football needed television to break through the radio, right? Much like radio was a great boxing and horse racing and baseball sport, and NFL football and basketball did great on television, what sports will do great in a mobile 360 VR AR world? Put a GoPro thing on one of these guys' heads. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. Who do we have next? Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Linda, I cannot believe you were doing SportsCenter the night of OJ. Yes, incredible. I gotta get back to that in a minute. Other memorable nights. You gotta tell me if you've been on one, like, President yeah, Joe Carter, Joe Carter, when he run. hit that home run, Jesus. work that night. Um, 
Hmm. No president's dying, thank God. No? No. Uh, Were you on? Oh, the I was in the build. I was in that building, 94 Rangers. I took hangers out of the. Oh, I have a great I story. I stole stuff. So, oh, I have a great story. Sue Ann, devastating. Oh. Next. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, game seven, Rangers Devils, conference final, perhaps the most amazing Mateau. game double over time. Yes. Mateau, Mateau, Mateau. That night I was doing the six o'clock sports center, got up to doing it with Charlie Steiner. I said, and Charlie. that's when ESPN, yes. Charlie, ESPN boxing had I'm boxing, boxing loved it. Yes. Been doing Dodgers play by play yes. forever on the radio. Um, uh, doing the 6 p.m. Sports Center that night. We had hockey back then. I said, Rangers Devils were next. It's going to be a classic. I had no idea. It really was. But then my bosses said, Linda, we need to talk to you before you go home. I go, wait, there's a game. game I got to get home. It's game seven. I got to go home. I didn't, I couldn't yeah. go to the game, blah, 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 because I had to work, yeah. you know? And so he's like, oh, it won't take long. That's when they basically said they almost fired me. I had two, this is a true story. I almost got fired on the night of game seven, Rangers Devils, because they weren't happy with my work. They loved me as a human. They knew I loved sports. They said it's not coming out enough. This is two years into my contract. Wow. I had a two year contract with an option for two more. They said, we're going to keep the option but only for one year but we're going to need to see something improvement within six months so I was basically a lame duck so here am I am at ESPN dream job two years in no feedback oh by the way for the first two years telling me good or bad suddenly sure. night of game seven you know, that's when they say, hey, we know you know sports. You talk about it all the time. Was this, you have a because, great personality. Was this because everybody was so hyperbolized on SportsCenter at that point? I mean, that was the, the aloha means goodbye. Right. And like, people were just making up shit every night. Right. They just felt that I didn't feel comfortable. It's almost like when the red light went on, it wasn't the comfort level. That's some level. shit. I'm pretty pissed because yeah. this is when I consumed and everything. Now look, I feel like that was during a shtick era. You were, And I was not shtick. Right, you were depth. Right. As a matter of fact, getting back to Keith and Dan. Which was and a good thank offset. You. That's thank you, and that's where I felt it really was. It <laughs> was like voice, voice of reason, and what I loved about not having a so-called cliche. And I tried to catch phrases, you of know, for the love did. of elevation and all that and everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, guys, you know, you and, my, and my classic story about Master Batter. Yes, yes that was of good. course. You know, a great name for yes. a softball team. Yes. The master batters. <laughs> you know, so you know when someone hits a home run, you know, okay. I know you guys are so quick. Uh, well, yeah, no pun intended. Well, we're doing good. We're hitting Keep the going. Way. Okay. How about the so, night? Wait, real quick. Now okay, I'm back just, to I'm going. No, oh, I'm no. going all over the place now. You were in Seattle the night Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas, right? Because that was 1990, 91. Yes, 90. definitely. It was 90. Yes, it was 90. yes. So it was February 90. It, so I don't know yes. if you know this. I did not go to school that Monday because I was in a state of shock. As long as you weren't crying. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I cried. Guys, sports was my whole life, and I would cry if I was upset. I went out on a limb do on that remember, one. But do you remember the night Tyson lost or no? I, it was, a, it's, to this it's day, it's the most moment. shocking thing ever I, in boxing I, history. That the is the most biggest. I would argue it's that that's bigger the than biggest Leon shock. Spinks. A hundred percent. Yes. Well, first of all, I wasn't around for that. Yeah. Well, I, I was not also around for the 80 uh, Olympic match, so like I was too young. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, but I mean in boxing, no question. Do you think it's, I think it's the most shocking moment in sports history for somebody that's 41 years old. Help me here. What, what can, happened in the last 30 years that is more shocking than Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson? Oh, the Patriots coming back from a 28-3 deficit to beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl? <laughs> that's not true. You want a fun fact? 
I did not watch one play of that Super Bowl. Yeah. Nor any other Super Bowl the Patriots have been in the last three out of four times. You uh, must have been even. Because I don't watch. Yeah. That wasn't shocking. I would argue that the Jets Monday Night Miracle, named Monday Night Miracle, was more shocking. There was eight people left in that fucking stadium. We were losing 30 to seven with 10 minutes left and we won. And what did you win exactly? The greatest <laughs> moment of my life. Actually, this is a true story. The greatest moment of my life is when the Jets beat the Patriots in the second round of the that playoffs. That was huge. That is was that when, stunning. Is that when Bart, Bart Scott said, can't to, wait. Yeah, to sell Palantonio. That is the best day of my life. I've been married, I have two children. Best day of my life. Best well, day of my life, Jets beating Patriots in the second round of the playoffs. Not a Super Bowl, not even an I AFC Championship that. game. A divisional playoff game. Nobody thought they were gonna win. I thought I was going up to Boston to lose 55 to six was my official prediction. They lost 45 to three, the, three six weeks earlier. Best day ever, ever. I understand that, I understand. You should love Tom Brady. He's all about nutrition. He's got a book coming out, TB12. You're about fitness. You know, I mean, this guy, you know, he's your guy. You just don't know it yet. Listen, I will say this, and I'll never admit it to anybody other than you. Okay. It breaks my heart that this is a good human being. See, Michael Jordan's easy. He's right. a terrible human being. <laughs> Right, so, so he was easy to consume because yes, he destroyed my heart and made me cry often, but thank God, he's an awful guy. <laughs> Tom, on the other hand. Great human. Seems to be the case. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> Where are you calling? Where? Maybe, Sounds like a weird ring. By the way, nice uh, Hong Kong. Maybe Hong Kong he's calling. Who? Julie, it's Gary Vee, you're on Hello. the Ask Gary. Julie, this is Gary Vee. Hey, Gary V. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're Linda, on... how are you? Oh, great. Hello. Where are you from, Jules? I'm good. Where are you from, Jules? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I Ooh, love it. That's awesome. What can we help you with? All right. I've got two questions for you. I'll make up for Sue Ann. Uh, my first one is about NASCAR. Ooh. If you look in the stands during a NASCAR race, yep. these days they're basically empty. Yep. What does NASCAR need to do to rebrand and market in this era? Yeah, it is really on the downturn. Now that Dale Jr., the most popular driver, probably in all of NASCAR history, when you think about it in this world, uh, is retiring. He's just going to join NBC. Uh, these guys, I mean, they're just not, the personality are not there. You know, you tell me, who's your favorite driver? Is it a guy like Kyle Busch? Is that, you know, I mean, who is the guy that lights your fire? Because you need more drivers that light fires. Well, obviously, Jimmy Johnson, he's the All-American. You had Jeff Gordon. Everybody boos him retired, when he goes yeah. around. Julie, what's up? You know, it's funny. I'm sitting here. So are you a big NASCAR fan? I'm really not, but I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, so it's really the home of a lot of drivers. I'm home. not far from a lot of their shops. So this is going to be great. I'm glad I asked that because it's going to be easier for me now to say what I'm going to say. I'm weirdly very excited about NASCAR's downturn because I bet the farm with a bunch of my friends seven, eight years ago when NASCAR was clearly on the way up, yeah. that it wasn't sustainable and that I thought the bottom was gonna fall out. And so I'm proud of myself. Why did you, I'm curious, Gary, why did you think that at that time? I thought that they were doing, so I'm a big believer in tripling down on your strengths and staying true to your DNA. 
I had felt that it, there was so much momentum going on that they started creating behavior in the NASCAR ecosystem that seemed to me more Super Bowl-esque, more yeah. mainstream sports. What they were trying to do was expand and, and I think they took their fans for granted. Mm-hmm. I think they felt that their tried and true would stay there and I thought they made a terrible bet on not, I thought they were one of the worst organizations with the digital world that was coming. They were behind. They were super behind. They should have been triple downing on letting their drivers do things and I felt like they became more money oriented and more mainstream than more long term, tried and true and they, they should have really, really, really embraced social and digital. They went the other way and I think it cost them I, and and I just it's I mean it's crazy. The ratings on TV are non-existent. Yeah, Julie's educating me. To me, it's already a foregone conclusion. I didn't realize the stands were that empty. And I didn't even know when I heard that Dale Jr. is going to join NBC. And I'm like, I didn't even know they had NASCAR. I don't know where to look to find NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, so Jules, I know you got a second question. Let's get to that. Yeah. I mean, here's my punchline. I think what they need to do is modernize and storytell where people are. And by the way, Julie, this is my recommendation for all organizations. Yeah. Linda's beloved hockey is stunningly irrelevant as well. Yes, regional. It's just the truth. It's regional it's, like NASCAR. That's right. And, and so, what baseball is becoming. A hundred percent. Like yeah. you've got to storytell in a modern way. This is where the NBA has gone global and completely embraced and I'm unbelievably bullish on the NBA while quite concerned about things like NASCAR hockey. And and, and baseball is interesting because I think it has a, a lock on entertainment during the summer to go to. Because there's no competition. Correct. So I think they're in a nice spot. It's the same reason I think the USFL should come back. I think spring football should come back. I have been having weird dreams later of rebooting the USFL, starting a spring football league, because I think it would work, because I think football is so popular in America that think about all the great college players that don't make the league. It will not be the NFL, but spring football would work in this country. I totally agree. People are killing for what CFL highlights and loving and loving the, I do arena football football highlights. Julie, second question. That's a great Second idea. question. Uh, what are your thoughts on the lack of coverage for the Tour de France? Oh. And do you think since the Lance era, in quotes there, that cycling in America has faded? I, I barely knew it was here. Yeah. Linda? I'm telling you, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't care less. Nobody cares. I, I respect overseas in Europe. They love it. They love the cycling. People ride their bikes in this country, but they're not doing it yeah, the way they're doing it. Yeah, we bikes in America. Yeah. Like, like, I think we like them they're for annoying. ourselves. Yeah, you know what? Fuck bikes. I know. They're in, <laughs> you know, Gary, Gary, they're in our way. Gary, they're in our way. Listen, listen Julie, this is, cla- you know what? Amer- listen, as somebody who wasn't born in America, the thing I respect, but as uh, such a happy American, the thing I respect about America is also its weakness. We're so insular. Like, we're finally getting around to soccer, but like, if you're doing well outside the U.S. as a sport, we out of spite say fuck you. Like, Formula One, go fuck yourself. Like, cycling, go fuck yourself. And for a long time, even soccer, we're just funny that way. Don't shove it down my throat, though. With the soccer. I mean, I have a hard time. Well, and I got to do highlights work, of it. You work for the organization that, that loves shoved soccer. It. No, I know. That doesn't, they, that doesn't they love sho- soccer. ESPN is the smartest. When they sign the right, all of a sudden, miraculously, after they lock up the World Cup for the rest of our lives, yeah. they start showing me top 10 plays from fucking Europe. Right. And it's always number one. Soccer is yeah. always number Some one in top 10. fucking bicycle kick from yeah. La Liga. I Who mean, gives come a fuck? on. All right. Let's move on to what. Julie, you're the best. Great love call. you. Thank you for calling. 
That Thank was real. God, that was great. It. By the way, Julie, that was great, great actually. Yeah. That was a great, great call. Had culture and sports mixed in. We'll give you one more, Andy, in the face of Tyler's face. <laughs> I'm just having too much. Linda, do you think that we should start a daily sports radio show? Can you fit it in your schedule and Who's my schedule? One? You? No, no, I oh. know that. <laughs> We're not talking about life. I'm talking about in sports radio right now. Who's number one? Mike um, Francesa still? No, no. I mean, I'm seven late minutes late for dinner. That's fine. All right. Linda Cohn, the legend. That's right. Hall Blame of it on me, Tyler. Tell Legit. Const- tell Constantine. We'll be fine. Tell him. Who's this? Nick from Bowling Green. Nick, are wow. you there? Yes, man, you yeah, made it, you here. penetrated, you've won this rare, I mean, the odds of you breaking through were very high, but you did it, Nick, from Bowling Green. Dude, yeah. that is amazing, I can't, I, like it showed up, it was like, this might be VaynerMedia, but we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're familiar <laughs> with that. What a, what a, what's your, Apple what? knows you, man, it's awesome, Amazing, wow. so what's Holy your question, God. brother? Uh, actually, um, yeah, my, 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 I guess, man, golly, cool. Hold on. I gotta like relax a little bit. Um, deep breath. So my, my, my question is, is so I, I feel like, like I've listened to you. I've, I've, I've done a lot of your, um, I've consumed a lot of your content and I'm trying to dwindle that and just hustle and work. My thing is, is like you said, be self-aware. And I realize I know I'm not an entrepreneur. I guarantee it. Like I'm just not Good. organized enough. I'm not anal enough. Yeah. By um, the way, real quick. Nope. I am neither organized or anal. Be you, man. Be oh. you. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. What I am is okay, completely okay, okay. fearless. And that is that to me is the one that you need to be because entrepreneurship is lonely and scary. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like I, I don't like I can't do that. Like I've I mean I've had discussions with my father who you. thinks that he can. Good for you. And I'm just like, we can't. So I wish I, I wasn't. Know. It's hard. I mean it. Yeah, like you yeah. need to good for you. So what so what's the punchline? So the punchline is, is like, I think I have a talent for talking and just, just talking about like football. Cause I'm in love with football, which I think is, I mean, like, who's your team, oh, man, I'm on, uh, the Tennessee Titans definitely okay. first right. and foremost. Eric not, De- By the I'm way, Eric Decker telling. is an amazing signing. And I think Mariota is, is a breakthrough player. Stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. As long as he stays healthy, man, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Like I saw USA today was like, Hey, they're gonna be twelve and four. I'm like, dude, awesome. don't listen to fucking like, USA Today. Are they still a newspaper? <laughs> By the way, that same USA Today, that same USA Today said the Jets were gonna be one and fifteen, and I was like, yes, Sam Darnold. You love Josh yeah, McCown, exactly, don't you? Exactly, exactly. As a human, yeah, yes. I know. But, um, I really so sad. You know, he wants to win with your team. I'm sure he does. Did He's you hear what Brandon dude. Marshall had to say? About, I'm sure. Yeah, they had to apologize. You know, he took the high road. Nick, I don't know if you <laughs> heard, but Linda and I are starting what's going to be the number one it sports is. radio show in America. We probably need a third member. You could be like, the, that sidekick. Honestly, honestly, the thing is, is like that's exactly what I want to do. No is shit, I want Dick. to talk about <laughs> <laughs> So what are you doing about it other than the random lottery that might have just happened that has no chance of happening? Right. Nick from Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Linda and Gary and Nick, Nick from, from Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what, what do you I'm do? doing Nick, about it? You need to put I, out content every day. Right. You should basically create SportsCenter on Twitter and Instagram every day. Phone to your YouTube, face. YouTube, man, anything. It's so easy now. Yeah, Linda's pissed. She had to take That's a tape. That's right. From February to fucking July, she sat on a fucking tape. I basically Nick. walked across the country. Nick, Let's she embellish. She fucking sat on a tape for six months. Yes. What are you doing? 
I so okay. What I'm doing is I'm getting I'm getting in contact, especially with fantasy football uh, podcast producers. Good, good. And I'm offering opportunities for me to just read articles that happen to be on good, their site good. that they can't read and sending it to because them. Because they're but not like, good at reading, or they don't have time to read. <laughs> uh, it's more that they probably, they probably just don't have time to read. Because I mean, if they're doing podcasts, Lord willing, they have good voices and they're sure. good at reading. Are you good? Um, are you good at reading? Yes, I'm very good at reading. I'm, I'm atrocious very good, I mean, at reading. No, really, I can't read for shit. <laughs> I loved reading. I was always the kid that's in that's class, huge. and that's that was why read. I could have never why. done. I probably would have been the. I probably would be in the sports broadcasting hall of fame if I could read. I probably would have went down that route. That's why our radio show is going to work because you don't have to read. You're just talking. It's awesome. You're weaving in and out ideas and opinions. Linda, Nick from Bowling Green, I have something amazing to tell you. I did a show on Sirius called Wine and Web for about seven months with Jake's dad. Well aware. Sam Ben Ruby. Sam Ben Ruby, a legend radio executive. The first, so I do nothing. I prep nothing. I do my first show. I go in and it goes to commercial time and I have to do a live read. In the history of my life, I've never done anything more embarrassing. How long did it take you to get through the 30 seconds? Oh, t- seven years. <laughs> Not one thing right, complete disaster. I fucking like, I'm, you know, I never get flustered, but like, I won't even like read the fucking like Jewish stuff at Rosh Hashanah <laughs> because I'm like so bad at but reading, right? Hatado, no. Yes, so I am flustered. Sam Ben and Ruby runs in. Everything up to this point is like legend. Like I'm gonna be the next fucking Howard Stern. But now he walks in and goes, fuck. He goes, okay, listen, do what Howard did. Read it beforehand and then improv it. Literally the next commercial, the greatest live read of course. in the history of radio. That's why Howard's great because he did that and you That's pulled what that I off. Do. Guess you what? copied it, it I have was great a win. news, this is real. The producer of that show, yeah. Jordan, emails me randomly the other day. He has the tape. So I'm going to air it. So you too have a tape. Like I, I have a I tape. Call, listen, I'm 41. I'm no spring fucking chicken. I call it tape too. Nick from Bowling Green. What yeah. else are you doing? Because randomly DMing people that have sports, fantasy sports podcasts and offering to read things for them feels okay. I feel like there's more moves in you. I... I, I tried starting a vlog and tried to, 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 no, okay, not tried. I recorded one video of me. I guess, like, my fear about the document versus creating is, like, if I'm going to do something about sports, I, like, I would be better if I've got, like, um, somebody to partner with. And I'm not saying, like, y'all. Okay. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. I don't, but, like, being able to have somebody who is, like, a, a, an analyst, but then be able to have me where I could just – Pontificate. You know, talk to them and like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You and need a yang, you feel. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, well, good and news. So, what's, your, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at N Perquette, my last name, at N Perquette. Spell it. Change it. <laughs> Linda, is that your actual last name? Yeah. What? Yeah, Cone. Cone. Okay. Cone. Yeah. Yes, okay. that's my last name, yeah. As somebody named but Vaynerchuk, that's... do not change it. Just spell it for me. Okay. N- okay. P R I Q U E T T E. Linda, that's like a classic fucking hockey last name. Why are you mad at him? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, we'll try to figure it out later. But we understand he's better playing off people because yes. solo, it's a little slow listen. Yes, listen, Linda's giving you honest. Yeah. Hall of Famers know how to analyze. Legit. Right? How would you say okay. I'm doing? 
Uh, say say that one more time. An A plus. Thank you. And Nick from Bowling Green, when Nick, he's solo? Nick needs to, like, I like the sidekick role. The, give me the answer. How he is, needs help. What's the grade? F? The grade right now? I'm not going to okay. give him an F. D minus. I would, I, I think he could do, I'll go C minus. Okay, Nick, I'm an A plus. You're a C minus. And I'm being kind, Nick. Yes, we know she really wanted to give an F. I think the fact that you just put out your handle, we're gonna throw it up on everything here. There are thousands of people who follow me that love sports, who think they're the yin to your yang, and they're gonna connect okay. with you on Twitter, and you're literally gonna find your partner in crime through getting through to this call, and it's gonna change your life, and there's gonna be a 30 for 30 one day in 71 and, years about and, Nick from Bowling Green right. and Sally from Arkansas. And, and Nick, block out the noise, ignore the uh, the ugly mentions you might get on Twitter after this. Okay, you, you never okay, know. that's fine, Okay, I will. Because you have to, you know, that's, Gary knows this, you have to treat the good news with the bad news. The good reaction with the bad news. I prefer the bad news, Linda. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. I love when well, people, when you showed me that penguin's towel, that's it. secretly I was like, fuck yeah. But you know I'll what I love? Show you, Linda. Linda. This is what I love from one of your videos. I hear everything you're saying. I know. I love one of your videos. It's like, don't just rip me, rip my opinion. Tell me what's better. I love it. Give me your opinion. But that's what yeah. I love that you say that in your videos to the people that have with these stupid mentions. A hundred, listen, I prefer the negativity because it feeds me. I prefer the positivity because it feeds me. Now what? Yeah, I'm all about find the positive. Right. I thought Nick was a little too negative. And uh, no, the, Nick's still here. Linda. Oh, Nick. <laughs> Talk to him directly. Yeah. Talk to him directly. Linda, Linda, Nick, Linda. Nick, I definitely, Linda, I definitely listen want your to Nick advice. Okay. Okay. You said your piece. You said I, he's I a bad and he's negative. Nick, hold on. Go ahead. What? I gave him a C minus because I felt bad. I ripped his name. Nick, go what ahead. do you think? Yeah, I was just, I was just saying, like, like Linda, like I know I got it. So I got a C minus because you're being sweet and nice. And, and I ripped your name and I felt bad. Keep no, going, that's Nick. okay. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm gonna get. Sh- I'm gonna get shit for my name anyway. It's all yep. right. Um, the thing is, is I, I, I want your your critique. I want your neg. I, well, not your negative, but like your critiquing of why I made the C minus as opposed to. I mean, obviously, I can't go. I will against say this. Gary, I'm gonna jump in. Plus. I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump in. Here's why. Okay. I want to say is this call has continued. Yes. Uh, ad nauseum yes. how long it's been. I agree. He hasn't we haven't even started. <laughs> okay. We're in the national anthem of a 19-inning game to give you context of how Rangers long I'm keeping for, uh, Nick Nets and Braves from bowling. Do you remember that Islanders game? fucking Capitals playoff yes, game? Yes, five yes. overtimes. That's, that's what this call is yes. going to turn into. Okay. Tyler sweating. <laughs> Constantine's at some fucking sushi place my daughter, waiting for my me. My Sammy Sammy's might be at the door. <laughs> I mean, you know. the doctor's in the Which building. Which Constantine like, is this? Is this Morales? No, this is the only Constantine I know. Like a like a pharma company is a good friend of mine oh, now. Nice. Client, but huge All right, boxing back to Nick. fan. Nick from Nick, Bowling here's Green. the deal. You've loosened up as this call has gone along, yes. which shows progress, which I find the positive. So out maybe of it's it. now a real C minus. No, I no, it's not. And I really think once he has some material to talk about and feel comfortable in his surroundings and knows that he belongs in a situation, I think his personality will come out and he'll challenge those he works with. Hey Nick, let me yeah. throw you a curveball that's intended with serious love. Ready? Okay. Yep. I'm going to give you an F, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not that I actually mean it, but I'm going to try to inspire you. Tough love. You and everybody else. The number of okay. people that I asked for critiques and phone calls I made to critique me and what I did in my career, goose fucking egg. As a matter of fact, Robert Parrish, double goose egg. Wow. I would tell you that I am obsessed with doing. Let me give you a really, really, really good piece of advice for you and everybody else. Linda, out the gate, right? 
playing hockey with the boys, she just did. She would hear feedback, but she did, 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 did. I genuinely believe that people looking for feedback or perfection, there's just a million excuses for not doing. You should 100% produce audio podcast form, audio files on Anchor, you're following me, fucking play along and do Sports Center. play along with somebody, I'm like, just do brother. Everybody's coming up with excuses, it comes from insecurity, I get it, but the reason I wanna give you an F is I want you to hang up and be like, you know what, fuck Linda, fuck Gary, I'm gonna go out and just do shit, like, just start putting stuff on, I'm gonna use a joke here, put shit on tape. <laughs> just fucking, Linda had to fucking bake fucking cookies, cookies to trick people into producing something that could be seen. You can sit in your fucking underpants in an hour and have 10,000 times more people see it in an hour. Nick, you're living through the greatest era of production and distribution of content in the history of mankind. Take advantage of it. Block out all the other voices. Fuck everybody else and just fucking do. Got it? Got it. Good. You, you never want to look back and say you didn't try. That's my yeah. yeah. Just do, man. Don't worry. Thing. Who gives a fuck what Linda said? I don't give a fuck that she's a well, Hall of Famer. I'm actually. I, fuck her critique. I think you know he what has critique? She's a fucking Hall of Famer. All time <laughs> appearances on Sports Center, right. and two years in, those fuck faces said to her, "You're yeah. on the way out." On what, so what does that yeah. have to tell you? Yeah. Don't do you give understand? Good. See ya. Okay. Bye, Nick. <laughs> Linda? Yes. I love you. Same here, man. I've got to go now. Constantine, give my it's regards. Calling. You get to ask the question of the day. Any question you want, thousands of answers on Facebook and YouTube. Question of the day. Does this have to have like serious meaning? This or can it be like be the moment? Any question you want. Okay. A sports question would be preferable because I get like excited. I like sports with you and I think Jets. So to me, this current team, we know you don't want them to win again. No, but don't let's go be there. Realistic. Let's go somewhere okay. cooler because you're such a fucking genius encyclopedia. Take me back to an era where you ask, int- well, don't you- tell me what the Jets are going to do this year. Tell, ask me something like, Steve Young, Randall Cunningham, say something about Grant okay. Fior, like what about McDonald, the Calgary fucking mustache? Give me something about like like something really weird, okay. like Julio so it's like Cesar question. Chavez, well, Meldrick was... Taylor. What, give me something really okay. fucking nerdy. All right, well here's the thing, being a goalie, and you mentioned about how I created this tape and yes. I made cookies to yes. do this and I made this happen. On that tape, remember this was like early 80s, okay? This was like yes. in mid 80s, because yes. it was got me the job at Seattle yes. in 88. So, uh, so it was around 87, 86, there was a goalie who had a serious injury and it was so disgusting to look at and it was something out of Game of Thrones, you could make the case. Do you remember that goalie's name? Was it a North Star? It was not a North Star. Okay, I don't remember. Okay, but that's you wanted what, me to try to, you know. Nope, that's it. That's it. That's it. And the winner, the first person to answer correctly in the comments, gets dinner with Linda Cohn, the legend. <laughs> That's right, I, I hope you. it's another goalie, you're awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Gary. Uh, you keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.